Howdy, howdy do, Who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 238. Yes, indeed. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective view, more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire and do that. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years. And not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes. And it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Howdy, howdy do, who fans? Hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something Something Doctor Doctor Who Who related. Related, yes indeed. Yes, indeed, indeed. Welcome mm. to two, three, eight. Hope you've all been keeping well. Coming up in today's show, we have uh, very light on news, but we have got some interesting merch to talk about. Mm. Mm. And then we're on to our review of the Tenth Doctor two-parter, Human Nature and the Family of Blood, which is one that I've been looking forward to us doing for ages because we've we've mentioned it quite a few times on the show, mm. but we haven't been able to talk in detail because we haven't reviewed it yet. Yeah. So that's going to be good. Well, you're it, is good. Going to, it is going to be good. I've made loads of notes for this one as well. It's it's strange. Some some stories, I think, I forget which one it was. We did it a couple of weeks ago and I had about four notes on there. And I was like, oh, I started getting worried. I'm not going to have enough to talk about. <laughs> but then normally when we get into chatting, your sort of mind throws up other stuff. But this one, it's almost the opposite. I've got like a billion notes. Most of them I can't read. So... <laughs> My but, writing's terrible. I to sort of scribble heart while I'm watching it. You know what I mean? I sort of scribble it to the side, and then no, normally I can't even read my notes. <laughs> the hieroglyphics. Yeah. Whereas you, I think you've got yours on. You actually put yours on a computer in front of you, don't you? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm a bit old school. I've just got a pad and <laughs> pad and paper. I don't know how to write anymore. I've been using <laughs> the computer for my job for so many years. Yeah. I just type everything. If, if I had to write something down now, it'd be like a. Like a small child had wrote, had written it down. I'm trying to think. How do I know that? You must have posted a picture or something of you because I remember seeing the screen of your sort of list of notes one time. 
Yeah. Uh, what, in a pad? No, no, on the screen. I was going to so say, I'm, yeah, I'm on just, the screen, just trying yeah. to think, how do I know that you've done that? But I must have seen a picture, yeah. Well, probably when you posted on Instagram your whole setup of all your recording and stuff. Oh, yeah, it would have been then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably that, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Because I'm looking at the screen when we're recording, because Adam and mm. I do this over Skype and video and whatnot. It just makes sense for me to have it there, like at eye level. Yeah. And also my memory's shocking, so I need it there to prompt <laughs> me to talk about stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, before we get cracking with the show, remember to check us out on uh, any podcast app that you happen to listen to. Give us a subscribe and a like on there so you don't miss a show when they land on a Friday. And also check us out on all the social stuff. So we chat plenty of Doctor Who uh, throughout the weekend. Apologies um, that we're recording uh, slightly late this week. Normally you guys would have had this week's show hours ago when you woke up for your commute or your morning coffee, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Adam and I, uh, like I said on last week's show, we're sort of having to shift things around a wee bit as we're working and whatnot. So um, yeah, you get to enjoy us in the afternoon instead of the morning. This is yeah, this is strange. We're actually recording on the Friday morning, and then you, this will sort of be hot off the press, wouldn't it? Rather than being <laughs> in the can waiting to be released, this will be like recorded and pretty much go straight out. Um, so you're getting hot, which is a shame that we haven't got any sort of last minute news. Because do you remember, like we've had a few times now when we've recorded, you know, on a Wednesday, which used to be our regular record day, and then the very next day they'd like announce some big you know, bit of news and we'd be like, Oh no, Oh damn. You know, just missed that one. And, uh, but no juicy news really this week for us to, to throw in there. We got, yeah, we've got a little bit, but no, it's too quiet at the moment. And I'm surprised that we haven't got more news this week because it's San Diego comic-con week. Mm. And, uh, we have got a couple of bits around that <laughs> theme to talk about in the news and merch, but we haven't seen any, or oh, that there's no panels this year. That's for sure. So there's no, Jody yeah, and yeah. uh, Chibbers and all that lot. There's no panel for Doctor Who. They're very, very quiet on the Who front this year. That's a good point, actually. So mm. was it this time last year that Jody and that were all mm-hmm. doing that panel launch in Series 11? But there's yeah. nothing at all this year. No, nothing at all. Wow. Wow. Because yeah. um, I know that my, my uncle is there at the minute. He, he texted me last night and was like sending me all these pictures of the BBC shop and was like, do you want any of this Doctor Who merch? And it was funny <laughs> enough, a lot of it was stuff you'd put in that tweet that we were like, oh dear. Um, <laughs> but there was a couple of bits. I was like, oh, you, you could look out for these for me if you see them. Um, but yeah, I hadn't sort of, I hadn't sort of put it together in my head that that was the same event, if you know what I mean, which of course seems obvious now you mention it, but yeah, so no, so sometimes they would get an exclusive trailer or mm-hmm. something, but nothing, nothing at all, buddy. I mean, Ooh, we could, me. the we... hype train is, is like, yeah, <laughs> come to a stop. I mean, we could get a trailer. I'm not saying that nothing's going to happen because it is going on until mm. Sunday. So we could do by the end of the weekend, they could surprise us with a, with a wee trailer or something, a nice little surprise, but it's looking a bit bleak at the moment. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big event as well. You'd have thought mm-hmm. they'd put something in it, even if it was just a new promo or something. Well, like you said, we might still get something by Maybe. Sunday. Probably yeah. as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> There'll be a, a YouTube video land of like a, yeah, a big trailer. trailer from Series a 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. What's going on? I, thought, I, thought, I would have thought the BBC would have pushed... Seeing as we've we've gone a long, well, we would have gone a long time between mm. when Series 11 finished and when we're going to get Series 12 next year. It's a big old gap. You would have thought they would have filled it with something, even if it's a little taster of something. Yeah. But alas, nothing from the Beeb. 
Come on, Chibbers, for goodness sake. Come on, Chips. Come on. <laughs> chips, yeah. Old Chibs. <laughs> how have you been, buddy? Last couple, last week, sorry. How have you? Any anything who related? Um, yeah, a little bit. I, so, talking of conventions, um, I have finally booked my LSCC tickets. Uh, been sort of umming and ahhing for ages this time. Um, what days to go? Because I'll be honest, and we've spoke about this ourselves. The who wise, the guests haven't been that great this year compared to the you know phenomenal. <clears throat> last year when they got all the doctors and loads of guests from dot two this year um maybe they i mean maybe that's why maybe they thought no we did that last year this year we're gonna try something else you know so which is fair enough um but yeah the guests haven't really been grabbing me much this year uh to be fair but i finally bought my ticket so i'm going on saturday and sunday uh because at one point i was just like i'm not going to go at all i wasn't going to bother with it was i um yeah, but i'm going to go and meet jenna carmen yeah, I'm gonna go meet Jenna because um Yeah, because I need to need to replace that bam bad memory of her with a good memory, hopefully. <laughs> oh, that's true. So I'm gonna yeah. do I'm gonna do that. And there is a couple of other people. I mean, there's a I wanna meet William Shatner, because I do love the original series um of Star Trek. So and he's getting on a bit actually. Um someone reminded me actually, he's like eighty eight, I think. I was like, No, Crikey. can't really? be, but I think he is. Yeah, I think he's getting on a bit. So yeah, there's a cat there is a couple of people and I'm trying to think who else I've got on my list actually. There is a couple of other who guests. So anyway, I've booked that. I am definitely going to LSCC now. That's that, that's a definite. Um and it feels quite good to finally bought a ticket. And I'm sure there'll be people we know there. The meetup will be good. And it'll, um, hopefully it'll be a good weekend. Probably, well, hopefully less stressful than last year when we were running around like headless chickens trying to get all the shoots done because it was it was pretty full-on last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it feels like it's going to be... I, I think if I rewind time, I think Saturday was sold out way before this point last year. Yeah, it was, yeah. If that makes sense. I think Saturday was sold out, I think, about four or five weeks prior to last last year's event yeah and it's still not sold out now and it's only what a week away um, yeah and they so. they had every living doctor didn't mm. they apart from mccoy because he cancelled and obviously jody but they had all the living doctors um there as well which was yeah. quite a, a something actually mm. to get every every single one um so yeah it was it was pretty mad uh last year it was it was good but it was mad. I'm I'm just I, I've still slightly irked, you know, about the whole tenant situation because he was announced on the day, wasn't he? Mm. It was a real talk about last minute announcement, mm -hmm. um, and I'm still kind of irked. I missed out on that, and I I see he's just been announced for Wales Comic Con, so it's good to see him doing more cons. Uh, so David's been added to that, uh, Catherine Tate, uh, and Matt Smith. They're all doing Wales Comic Con this year, so it seems that they've got a few good who guests um i've never done wales comic con i heard last year the organization was a bit of a shambles like people queuing <laughs> out in the rain <laughs> and for their photo shoots and being dripping wet in the photos and stuff which didn't sound good but i've never done one of their events so i'm not you know i can't comment personally but yeah it's tempting because david's there and i do need to tick him off my list i think he's the only he's the only living doctor i haven't met so yeah you need to do him then bud I need to do him, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. But you're, yeah, you were saying you you're considering doing the Wales Comic Con, aren't you? Because it's easier for you to get to. Uh, yeah, now I'm further uh, further up north in the UK. Uh, mm. It's in Telford, I think, which is sort of twenty minutes north of Birmingham-ish. So that's not too far from us. It's under an hour's drive, I think. 
So, um, yeah, that'd be good because uh, I'd, I'd love to meet Catherine Tate. That'd be she'd be a great one to um to meet and. I would recommend meeting her. I I had a, personally, I had a great experience meeting Catherine Tate. Um, A few years ago, this is, uh, I met her, I went to see her in a play and I waited at the stage door to meet her and she was really, really lovely to me. I had a very good experience with her. And a friend of mine um, told me that, I think a couple of years ago, she was at, uh, um, uh, what they called MCM, I think it was. That's right. there There was a big sign up above her thing saying no selfies and apparently she grabbed it and ripped it up. And said something like, "You can forget that. Anyone can get a picture if they want, or something." So, she, I do, I do have a lot of time for Catherine. I think she's, I think she's really cool. So, yeah, I definitely recommend meeting her if you can. Okay, yeah, I yeah. will. I will do that. I think it's not and till Matt, December, is it? So, did you meet Matt last year? I can't remember. No, I didn't. No. Oh yeah, well him as well. Yeah, because I, I yeah. we both love Matt's doctor, don't we? Yeah. No, it should be good that one. And I think there's um, there's a, a couple of Star Wars people there as well, so that'll be good. Yeah, uh, I'm just not sure on the venue. I'm not. I, I haven't had anyone say good or bad about it. So, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Once killed my bad. So apart from that, mate, uh, the only other thing I've been doing is working my way through the series ten box set, which has been really good. Um, but really enjoying the behind the sofas. Uh, they've been really good fun. I've still got a couple to watch and trying not to. I don't want to finish it. It's really <laughs> weird, isn't it? I just, just. I love those sets so much. I hate it when I get to the end of one. I'm like, no, oh, I've watched it all, and you sort of wait for the next set so yeah i've been watching those and they're really good has yours arrived yet because i know yours has sort of went to your old address and are you still waiting for it uh yes i am oh, still no. waiting for it so i Blimmin think postman yeah well i, I don't <laughs> think it's the something awry has happened with that because oh. i'm not quite sure because when i when i moved house I, we put on a redirect which is essentially anything that's sent via the post or with royal mail it gets, mm. obviously, as the name suggests, it gets redirected to your new address. And when I spoke to Zoom, they said that they do dispatch things via Royal Mail. Uh, however, it still hasn't arrived here. And it normally, with their redirect service, stuff normally takes about a day, maybe two days to arrive. Mm. So it's definitely not there. So uh, all may not be lost. I've dispatched the in-laws to my old address because they live in the same town <laughs> yeah. uh, to go and uh, knock on the door and say, have you got any parcels uh, by any chance from the previous they'll be sat out there with their feet up watching, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the frontier in space. So we thought we wondered what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's all the, the last hope, so to speak. So if they can uh, say, actually, yeah, we have got a, a bunch of parcels, actually, you can get rid of them because they're taking up a load of room. Uh, then I will. And we're seeing, I'm seeing the in-laws in a couple of weeks. So, uh, hopefully, it's it, they'll they'll be able to retrieve it and I'll have it. But yeah, yeah. I hope. So. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because you want to get that. Yeah. Fortunately, the BBC made or have started to make plenty of these box sets now, based on the the outcry for more from the first two sets. So mm. I know it's going to be a, a wallet buster and it's going to cripple me, but uh, will cripple my um my sort of OCD knowing that there is one of my sets out in the wild somewhere. Um, I'll yeah. have to reorder it, I suppose. Um, well, you can get a replacement, can't you, if it doesn't... That's what I mean, you can order. And yeah. they're, not, they're still in stock, I believe, so... Yeah, yeah, this one's still in stock. I noticed that, um, I think it's season 19 is sold out, though. Um, the Davidson one, because I think it's about 100 and something quid on on thing now on amazon now yeah so they are yeah, yeah they sort of they've obviously done more because obviously season 12 um they obviously that was the first one and they probably 
just tested the water a bit and they massively underestimated the demand, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they must have made more of these next few sets. Um, but it seems like they've gauged it about right because I think if season 19 is just sold out and they are supposed to be limited editions, not that there's yeah, any really yeah. such thing these days, but yeah, for that to sell out about now, I mean, that's been out a while. That seems to me that they've got that about right then. I would imagine anyone that wanted that's hopefully managed to pick it up. So Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not sure about season 18. I think that's still in stock. I'm not sure. It is actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll leave it a couple of weeks when I see the in-laws. If, they, if they've managed to get it, then great. If not, I'll have to pony up and yeah. reorder. Yes. It's bound to, it's probably there. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you moved yeah. that, it was that exact weekend as well, wasn't it? When you were mm-hmm. moving. So it's, it's probably there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Along yeah. with all the bills. <laughs> Along with, oh, yeah. You yeah. can leave all those yeah. there. We've yeah. got, yeah, we've got your box set. Oh, and, uh, and a load of bills. <laughs> yeah. You can keep them. Uh, other Not, than, yeah, other than pining for the box set, um, I haven't done any other, any, any other things who related, to be honest with you. You may have just been. Uh, I've still had no broadband. Yesterday was the first day we had broadband installed, so Hurrah. I can jump back onto Netflix or Amazon Prime, whatever, because all of Who's yeah. on Netflix, well, modern Who anyway, so I can casually flick for any of that and crack on with the new Stranger Things as well. I'll be looking forward to that. I've just I've just got started on that as well. I was a bit late to the party because I don't have Netflix, but I signed up to the free trial, which I've done about four times now. Um, and I've just started Stranger Things. I'm on episode five now, and uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, I'll tell you what I am looking forward to. I'm hearing good things about the big finish release, Legacy of Time. Oh, yes. You know, the, yeah. you know this celebration um, story that they've done. Is it 25 years or what is it? No, it must be more years. than that. 20 years. 20 years? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I'm hearing good things because I was a bit worried because they've got just about everybody in it, haven't they? They've got all the sort of doctors, loads of previous companions, rivers, they've they've like everything in the kitchen sink. And I thought, is this going to just be a bit of a sort of cash in, you know, is this going to work? But I'm hearing really good things. Apparently it's very good and, Mm. um, and it looks like a really nice set. And so, uh, because I've got to move out of my house for a couple of weeks next week, um, this is perfect because uh, I've spoke about this before in the podcast. I am finding it difficult to find time to listen to a lot of the big finish because I still buy a lot of their releases, you know, and um, and they arrive and I'm like, oh, great. You know, this has arrived and and it goes on the shelf and I look at it and think, oh, yeah, I must download that and listen to it later. And, you know, and then the weeks fly by. But because I've got this time coming up where I have got to move out for a couple of weeks uh, into a into a good old travel lodge. I'm thinking, right, I might actually get time to listen to this. <laughs> so I'm going to, apparently it's a huge download file. I know people said it took ages to download. So I'm going to make sure I download that next week, ready for when I move out. And it's going to be there, you know, ready to, to listen to. So I'm hoping that that's the plan, whether it works out or not, I don't know. But I am quite looking forward to to listening to that now after what, what I've heard. Apparently there's something really nice at the end. Um, okay. And people are like, oh, I'm not going to spoil it. I don't want to ruin it for everyone. But I want to hear that before it gets ruined, whatever it is. <laughs> I thought they were releasing a special edition of this set. It's like a bookcase thing, isn't it? Like a nice... Uh, okay. I, would, I mean, mine hasn't arrived yet, but apparently the download file has been released. But um, yeah, there's a special edition like in, you know, like the book, oh, book that's series right, yeah. they do. Yeah. But apparently this is like a tool book because I'm, I'm not sure how many discs it is, but I think it's quite a few. Might be eight, eight, is it? Eight, or yeah. Eight, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see the picture of it now. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so i'm waiting for the physical thing to to drop through the letterbox and uh, but i'm going to download it you get the free download with big finish so which i really like i hope they never stop doing that because they're pricey i mean they are a bit pricey big finish aren't they but you know because they offer the free download if you buy the cd from them i, I think that's a nice thing it kind of encourages me to buy it from them um so i hope they don't ever stop that because yeah <laughs> not because i like you know i like i like to order directly from them no, of course yeah yeah so yeah looking forward to digging into that hopefully next week <laughs> mm, that'd be good yeah Rightio. i think we should land the old girl yeah do some news all right San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego. We've already spoken about that. And we have um, some exclusive stuff. First bit, obviously, isn't merch. It's more of a uh, a cool thing that they've uh, commissioned an artist to do for uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And um, apparently, this is the first time that uh, all of the Doctors in existence have been commissioned uh, to be done as portraits by one single artist in one go. Really? Apparently, yes. Well, okay. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's BBC uh, Worldwide have said that, because I'm pretty sure that we've seen... Wasn't that... Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've seen a collection of, of artists, um, of Doctor Who artwork that has been done by one artist, or at least two oh, before. Good. I was going to say, that seems a bit of a strange statement. Do you remember yeah. when they updated the, wasn't it Doctor Who TV website? Is it called Doctor Who TV? You know, then they did like those lovely, it was either Lee Binding or Tom Webster or someone it like that. It was Lee Binding, yeah. Lee Binding. Do you remember those beautiful, mm-hmm. I mean, he did all the Doctors, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so at San Diego Comic Con, uh, there are brand new portraits of all 13, uh, scratch that, 14, because including the War Doctor, Mm-hmm. Uh, right through from the first all the way to Jody, uh, illustrated by Jeremy Anisio. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And uh, the unique designs, um, they feature a personality from each doctor. So essentially like their exact um, pose, their costume and their facial expression and so on. And yes, apparently um, it's the first time uh, that all doctors have been commissioned. Yeah by one artist so i think that might just be a bbc america ish thing not Mm. necessarily a bbc uk or anything like that but um yeah what do you reckon to these portraits then um i'll be honest with you they not really blowing me away i mean don't get me wrong they the 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 likenesses are bang on you know they're, they're great in terms of the likeness you can't mistake them apart from mccoy i think mccoy looks a little bit off to me um, mm. but for the most part, they look very, very good. And, but put it this way, I didn't immediately think, Oh, the, the other thing to mention is that it doesn't say anywhere whether these are going to be on sale at Comic-Con. It just no. says that they're going to be on display as a kind of a, uh, as a, as a, a little mini gallery, I suppose. Mm. Um, but if they were on display, um, I didn't look at these immediately and think, Oh man, I've got to order these. These, these are amazing. Mm. Um, as a collage, I think, oh, it looks quite nice. But in closer inspection, I'm not overly thrilled with it, if I'm honest. I mean, it does, as I said, if you just look at it as a whole, it's very colourful um, and it does look really nice. But 
there are yeah there are i mean some of the likenesses some of the doctors just a little bit weird and this is a this is a thing nowadays i mean big finish started doing a bit of this with some of their photos they sort of sort of um what do you call it they take out a lot of the features on the face to make them look almost you know almost this perfectionist thing that we have in our society now do you know what i mean it's like they remove all the wrinkles do you remember when they did it to david bradley and um oh yeah <laughs> and caroline ford so, so they removed their wrinkles and made them look about you know 20 to 30 years old and it just looks weird and so some of these i think look great and i think others don't look so good so i'm looking at look at colin baker mate Mm-hmm. what's happened there yeah because that that really doesn't that doesn't even look like colin facially that's <laughs> they've just gone too mad with that one Silv, i can see what you mean looks a bit weird um i don't like the fact the third doctor's holding the sonic in his left hand and so is the second doctor with his flute i mean it's you know it, it, it's obviously a flipped image and i don't know it just it, it's just not oh I, I don't know it looks nice from a distance but when close inspection i'm not particularly enamored with it personally mm-hmm. um i think some look great though i mean i think the first doctor looks really good for example um the war doctor just looks again they've removed all his wrinkles didn't he? i mean that's the thing with the war doctor he's supposed to look haggard mm-hmm. and they've sort of made yeah. him look about 10 years younger haven't they They're giving him a facelift and things like that you know just yeah it doesn't 100 percent work for me but but yeah, I like it as a sort of collage if that makes sense if it was on a wall and stuff i'd think oh that's quite nice because it's mm-hmm. very colorful but I don't know. Peter looks all right. Peter looks quite, yeah, I mean, quite good. Uh, Peter Davison, I should say, yeah. Davison, yeah. I mean, some of them looked exact. You would mistake them for photographs. So David Tennant, um, William Tennant's Hartnell, good. Matt Smith. And Eccleston. Eccleston and Capaldi. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the, the other ones, they, they're kind of there, but they, they're not quite on some of them. But... But yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good representation for Doctor Who at Comic-Con, at least, you know, if we're not going to have any panels or big uh, stuff going on, then it's good to have something there for people to look at and Doctor Who to be sort of in your mind, if you like, as you're going around. But uh, yeah, not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to, if they do come up for sale, I'm not going to jump up and order these, but Mm. fairly good nonetheless. I guess it's colourful and it would catch your eye, uh, if you know what I mean. So in that sense, it's all right, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and that literally is the only bit of news we have. Mm. Uh, very light, as usual, as to be expected. Uh, but we have got some cool merch to talk through. So shall we get old Grumpy in? Yeah. You want that? Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. I know, it's on the telly. It's everywhere. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now, here to help. While we're on the subject of San Diego Comic-Con, why don't we talk about the little bits of merch that are on sale, which are exclusive to the Comic-Con. I saw your tweet about these earlier in the week. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, So... We have a number of items. I think there's about 10 in total. Mm. Uh, little bits that you can pick up. Uh, like I said, these are exclusive to San Diego. And uh, I'm going to reel through a few of these. So we have, as expected, a Funko Bop. And this one this year is the Pating. Mm-hmm. So that's off the list already. Uh, then we have... Um, a couple of bits from Titan. So we've got the little three inch 13th doctor from Titan. 
mm-hmm. uh, which it's the same sculpt that they used previously, uh, which looks like a man. So that's off the list. Uh, <laughs> they've also got the three-inch Doctor with the materializing TARDIS in the Kawaii version. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. For me, anyway, I know you like them, but for me, that's yeah. off the list. Uh, <laughs> then we've got a TARDIS team hoodie in the Kawaii style. That's off the list. Uh, then they've got the team TARDIS Kawaii mug. Uh, that's off the list. Uh, then they've got the uh, Kawaii uh, Jody 13th Doctor with on the back. It's got the logo and it says San Diego with a couple of hearts. That's off the list. Uh, then we've got the TARDIS um, noodle bowl with chopsticks. Oh, I haven't seen that. I think that's the only one I haven't seen a picture of, actually. Uh, actually, to be fair, that one does look pretty good. The, Where the, is the picture? Where can um, I see this? Uh, there's a, a link. In, so the, in, on, the, on the page. Ah, I, see I see the link. Let me click on this because I want to see this bowl. Yeah, so further down. It's actually quite nice. It's a white bowl and it's got sort of the TARDIS uh, as a pattern that goes round it. Um, and it's got a cool little thumb hole as well and a little chopstick holder um, for you to put your thing in. So I would actually have that because I use chopsticks quite a lot. So I, I would have that. It's pretty cool. Uh, then we have the 13th Doctor and TARDIS enamel pin set. And uh, it's the Pating. And also, is there another one or is it just the Pating? I think it's just the Pating. Yeah, so that's off the list. Uh, then we have the, um, oh no, there is a Doctor and TARDIS enamel pin set as well, but I can't see that anywhere. Um, but yeah, the Pating version, that's off the list. It looks ridiculous. Oh, the little pin. Oh, lo- there we go. Yeah, I'd love to see you wearing that Pating pin oh, badge. That would crack me up. Crikey. Uh, and then we have the 13th Doctor costume wallet and the little 13th Doctor little rucksack, which looks uh, off the list. And then we have the Dalek slash Angel crystal carvings. Uh, And they actually look okay. But they, yeah, they look okay. They look pretty good. Sadly, Um, because I'm recording in our office today, (laughs) my internet's really slow. They're taking, the pictures are taking forever to load. Um, I can see the bowl. Yeah, I agree. That one's not too bad. Yeah. Mm. Not too bad. Um, the Crystal Carvings ones, I like the look of the angel. I've got to admit, that looks cool on its round base. I do like the look of that. Um, yeah, the one that I really can't stand, I hate these things, is that, I don't know what it, is it a plushy thing? Like a sort of TARDIS plushy yeah. thing with an enamel badge? Absolutely mm-hmm. hideous. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a feeling my uncle might have bought one. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. So oh, I remember mate. he sent me the pictures of what he'd bought and I was thinking, you didn't buy that, did you? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he listens anyway. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh. He might do. Um, the kawaii one, mate, I must admit, I, that's probably the only one I would have, the little kawaii figure with the materialising TARDIS. It's yeah. the only one I kind of like to look at because I do... I do like those Titans, did you know? Mm. Um, but I hear, you know, these things uh, used to, after the Comic-Con had finished, they used to sort of find their way over to the UK. So they used to be able to get them from like Forbidden Planet. I'm hearing that um, that's not the case anymore. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the reason is. So like, I think the Pating 
might have gone to pop in a box. They might be getting some, possibly. Right. Um, but the Titans, yeah, I think they're solely an American company now or something. So uh, whereas I might have picked these up from FP when they made their way over the pond, uh, I hear that's not going to happen this year. So not not a problem for you because you, I know you're not bothered about them. But um, yeah, I would have liked to have got them, but okay. apparently yeah. not. But my uncle's over there, so I am telling him to look out for them <laughs> uh, some um, other stuff I, on the, I just would have i would have got a pating you would have got a oh, pating yeah oh, okay no no pating badge the Older badge, badge right. just, just to just i just find it hilarious just okay. just to warn <laughs> just, you say you could have been like what the yeah. <laughs> i'd have put it on the back maybe yeah i mean they they do to be fair they have got quite a, a few merch items on sale there this year um yeah, uh, yeah not all of it is exclusive most of it is um some other bits uh, that might float anyone's boat you've got the the blue sort of tardis plasticky tumbler style drinks thing looks dreadful oh, i don't like that um yeah. we've got the rainbow fleece sweatshop thing that's a bbc shop exclusive looks dreadful uh the matching police box pants or as we call them jogging bottoms here uh looks absolutely awful um what else have we got uh, we've got a purse if any ladies that want a, a purse to match the little rucksack uh, that's doing the rounds we've got a load of mugs there's a pretty cool mug that looks like a rainbow chromey effect that looks quite cool iridescent logo mug that looks very cool might pick that up oh I see that, that. Yeah, yeah that actually looks alright yeah yeah then we've got some companion figures which look like the eagle moss stuff we've got some Pez dispensers we've got a little TARDIS puff keychain which looks like that, to be honest with you, mate, a load of stuff looks like stuff you'd pick up at the, a, a car boot sale. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've no. got to admit, is the merch is definitely it's it's sort of gone down a style. And <laughs> see, as much as and it's not in a good way because it does start. It's starting to look very generic and cheap and kiddie and you know, which is fine if we add something to balance it out. But it all seems to be going in that style, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. as much as I I like the Titans and even the Kawaii ones, I I like I they seem to have gone overboard with it so all the t-shirts and hoodies and that they're all the kawaii pictures aren't they pretty much and so if you don't like kawaii where's the where's the rest of the tees do you know what i mean where's the sort of normal standard doctor who t-shirts why is it all kawaii stuff because even someone like myself which you know i don't mind the odd kawaii figure but where's the other where's all the other stuff why is it all kawaii it's all a bit ott i think yes and uh, one of the mug uh, one of the mugs that you can buy is the is the uh, it just says brilliant around it and it's in bright colourful things. A lot of it is rainbow focus as well. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I think yeah. that might be a pride uh, sort of uh, link up. It looks like anyway. A lot of it is. Um, there's uh, a lot of rainbow. Oh yeah, see, yeah. there's a top, isn't there, of Tardis um, rainbow thing. I mean, that's the sort of top I. I I quite like it, but I wouldn't be able to pull it off. It would look terrible on me, but mm. on someone else, that'd probably look quite good. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I would, I wouldn't mind the Bating Funko Pop. I know you would hate it, but I wouldn't <laughs> mind. I wouldn't mind grabbing one of them. Um, not that I like the episode, I didn't, but I think he kind of looks cute as a, a Funko. It, it almost feels like that's what he would des- was designed for. Do you know what I mean? When they were designing it, they were thinking, yeah, this is gonna <laughs> make a great toy. They're gonna snap these up. Um, mm-hmm. He does make a cool toy i think so i wouldn't mind one of him but yeah and then they've got some stuff that's been out for years that they're sort of peddling as sort of new exclusive stuff so <laughs> the missy chronicles the missy chronicles <laughs> uh myths and legends and the oh, yeah. 13th doctor sonic which has been out for a year and a half now at least and the little 
pop uh, TARDIS keychain thing that's been out for around six years, I believe. It's in the old packaging as well. Uh, mm. And then some socks and slippers as well. So, Oh, <laughs> they've only just loaded. <laughs> oh, those socks. Now, you you love a pair of slippers. You've I do, some, but not I these. You buy, they no, look bloody you, awful. They do. I remember you buying your TARDIS slippers at, um, oh, where was that you got them? Was that the 50th or, or the Celebrations uh, Doctor Who event? Do you remember, was that where you got your slippers? Uh, that was the Doctor your Who. Your TARDIS slippers. Um, yeah, what was it called? The event that the actual BBC did. What was it called? It was the festival, the Doctor Who festival. Oh, festival, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were cool. They were like just yeah. normal TARDIS style. They're very comfortable. These ones have got that rainbow thing. like Not the rainbow, but, you know, the, the 13th Doctor's coloured stripes across her top mm. with that. But it's got a strange colour on the inside. They're a nice dark blue, but then on the inside and the bit that fluffs out from the ankle, it's like this bright sort of... Uh, turquoisey color it's yeah, yeah very bizarre yeah yeah so i'm definitely not blown away at all mate by 98 percent of the merch that's on sale at comic-con mm-hmm. if i was going over there for i'll tell you what mate if i was going over there for a doctor who themed event i'd be very disappointed because there's no panels mm. no exclusive trailers nothing and the merch is awful i'd be really annoyed yeah, I must admit, there's nothing, um, this is all, most of this is, well, I would say 99% is all geared towards the new series, which I suppose to an extent you would understand, but there's not much here for the sort of classic fans, is there? Like I said, just a load of old stuff they found in the back of the van. Oh, we've still got a box of Missy Chronicle. You know what I mean? There's there's not much um, classic. It's, do you know what I mean? It's as if it's, you know, it's as if that doesn't exist. It's like, no, it's a new show. It's a new start. It's all, it's all new merch, isn't it? Which, um, I know why they do it, but I just think you could throw something in there with like, you know, that, that poster of all the doctors. If you bung that on a t-shirt, I'd probably buy one. You know what I mean? Cause it's got all the uh, doctors yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. I know you, I know we were saying a bit critical about the artwork, but if it was on a T, it'd probably look really nice. So, why haven't they done that? It's just this, I can't see any other doctor apart from 13 on any of this merch, which, you know, uh, yeah, I just feel there should be something. <laughs> yeah. I read you, but it's just not, mm. not good. I mean, some people might love it and fair play, but yeah, yeah, not, not, not for us. I don't think it's not flowing your boat. No, no. Uh, right. Well, let's move on to some other things then. Uh, and again, this is one for our U S uh, listeners. So there's a, a new Blu-ray set coming out called The Complete David Tennant um, to be released on September the 17th. Uh, don't have a lot of information about what's on this, but we assume it's all the David Tennant episodes, possibly the um, car- in cartoons, the animations they did. I don't know. You know, the ones that they've put on the mm. new steelbook. I got a feeling they might include these on the set just to make it a little bit different. Um it's currently up for pre-order for $71.69. And <laughs> artwork's quite nice. It's pretty simple. It's just a moody picture of the 10th Doctor with his long flowing coat in front of a big old planet and loads of debris around him. And it looks quite nice. But apart from that, I can't really give you much more information on it. Um, I mean, if there's any Doctor Who fans out there that don't already own these, I suppose it's a nice little pickup. bit pricey, though, that, actually. Uh, so that works yeah. out about 55, 60 quid for, a, yeah, it's a bit pricey, isn't it? Yeah, I think at the moment, if we do a, let me do a currency converge, 
conversion just for the moment. So what is it? 60... How many dollars is it? 71. 70, 71, yeah. Just while you're doing that as well, um, I made a mistake. So if you go, if you click on the link on Amazon, um, there's 190 reviews. Now, I was reading the reviews um, until Gary pointed out this is a pre-release. He's like, well, there can't be reviews yet because it hasn't been released. And I was like, oh, yeah. So all the reviews on there are for the DVD set that came out oh, a few years ago, isn't it? Which is like the book style. 11, yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, is it that long ago? God, blimey. Because um, it was quite a nice looking set, actually. That very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And but the problem with it was that it looked nice, but the design wasn't very good because you couldn't actually get the blimmin' discs out of the packaging without <laughs> wrecking them, and sometimes you couldn't even get them out because they were just literally jammed inside it. So it was a lovely looking set, really nicely laid out, lovely artwork, but. Yeah, not very practical. Yeah, um, yeah. So all the reviews on there are actually for that. Um, just just to let you know, it's a little misleading. But this new Blu-ray set, we don't really know much apart from the the artwork cover that it's got on there. But whether it will, you know, have nice packaging inside or whatever, not too sure. Yeah, I'm not sure on this one, mate. Um, to, if I'm being honest, I much prefer the old DVD set that they brought. It would have been amazing to keep that design but just replace the DVDs with Blu-ray discs. That would have been amazing mm. because any of our listeners who are uh, familiar with some of the very special uh, seasons that they've, or, or sorry, uh, complete sets that they've brought out, we're not talking about the remastered um, Blu-ray sets that have been coming out recently from the classic years. Um, but if you cast your mind back, there's been a few releases. They're in this like landscape, like quite a wide landscape coffee table book style. And then yes, the, the, the yeah. discs kind of slot in there. Um, anyone that remembers, I think it was last year or the year before, I banged on about the Sylvester McCoy set that this company brought out. Um, mm. you know, I banged on about it for about six episodes. Uh, it's that sort of style. And they did another one, didn't they? Um, the, the Capaldi, the complete right. Capaldi, yeah. Um, so they did a tenant one, like I said, back in 20, uh, 2011. And it's really cool. It's got... Um, uh, it's got the the old uh, uh, RTD era logo on there and a much better pose of of David Tennant, um, and it's got a nice kind of see through sleeve that slides off, and then you've got the book that comes out of the case and stuff. It's a really really nice set. Um, so the Blu-ray set that that we're talking about, it's a much it's a much much more trimmed down, very compact little set. It's almost the same size as these new remaster box sets that are coming out from from mm. from classic who um i really like the image on the front this is a new image that they've the bbc studios have put together for some recent tenant thing the um was it last week or the week before we spoke about uh david tenant's last two episodes are going to be in the cinema in the u.s they've used oh, this yeah. image on all the posters and all that oh, stuff so it. so mm. it's a really nice image that they've put together but for me I'm a bit of a purist, as you guys know, with with who it just looks better to me with the older RTD logo on for any of the tenant stuff mm. um, and Eccleston and stuff. So, yeah, I can't say I can't really quadruple dip and, and buy tenant stuff again <laughs> in another format. I've already got it three times, uh, so I won't be getting this set. But I don't even know if it's going to come out in the UK at all. Um, so. But if you are in the US and you, you haven't collected all of Tenant's stuff yet, this could be could be the set for you. 
could be. And the only other thing I can tell you about it is I've just noticed it does say on the packaging it's a 14-disc set, so that might give us some indication of <laughs> what's on it. But there you are. Yeah. Dave yeah. Tennant Complete Collection, September. It's out 17th. The old um, DVD set was 26 discs. Was it? Yeah. That's a mm. lovely book. Anyone that's not, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes um, and it will take you off to the Amazon, the US Amazon site. And then there's two buttons that says Blu-ray and then the other one says DVD. Mm. If you click on the DVD one, you can see some images of it. And if you click on the second image, you can see just how cool, like the book that came with it and the, the design and stuff, it does look very, very nice. So it would have it been was like, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame they couldn't just replicate that and then just replace with Blu-rays, but there we go. Anyways, moving on. We have um, some Donna Noble slash Catherine Tate news. She's Ooh. coming back to big finish as a solo, <laughs> yeah. as a solo. Um, yeah, she's not a companion anymore in, in this respect. She's doing her own thing. Uh, so next year, uh, I think it's going to be some time. Yeah, so May 2020, uh, there's going to be a proper solo Donna Noble story. It's That's gonna, cool. Yeah, it's going to be a four-part story, and it's going to feature, obviously, uh, Catherine Tate, and it's also going to star Jacqueline King. Uh, we know who Jacqueline King is. So mum. Want. So mum, indeed. Uh, so uh, what do you reckon, buddy? Because we obviously love uh, Catherine Tate being back in some of the David Tennant big finish stories that we've had. We've had, what, two or three we had two volumes out, haven't we, so far? Yeah. And uh, she was in the first volume. Very, 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 very cool. Uh, what do you reckon in terms of a solo story? Will, will that work without Tennant? Uh, I think it will, because I think Catherine is is just, I think she's sort of made for this sort of thing, actually. I think she'll be great. Um, I mean, the, the big finish are really loving the fact they've got the new series license on there. They are really getting the most out of it. Um so I, I think it'll be a fun release. I think Catherine is good on audio, so I think it can work. Um, yeah, I think she'll work okay on her own. I'm wondering where it'll fit as well. I'm wondering where this will fit in, you know, in terms of her story, because obviously her mind gets wiped at one point, and there's a bit where the doctor drops her off, and then he has a, you know, Martha as a companion, and he picks her back up. And So I'm wondering where these are going to be set and all that sort of thing. I don't think it says, as far as I know. No, I expect we'll get more details as we get closer to it. But um, yeah, it sounds like a fun release. Um, so there's, what is there, four stories? Um, yeah. We've got James Goss writing one, Jacqueline Rayner, names that we know, and they're normally pretty good. Uh, Matt Fitton as well has done one. So yeah, I think it, I think it could work. Yeah, it's called Kidnapped as well, which is quite a cool. Yeah. Donna Noble, Kidnapped. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. And uh, Catherine Tate, uh, uh, made a quote for us uh, while she was recording this over at Big Finish to say, uh, it's lovely that Donna is in charge. Uh, the, char- the characters carry on developing and have a life on audio. You get a glimpse into the richness of what Donna did. It all adds to the tragedy that at the end, Donna loses everything and it's all worse to be forgotten. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I yeah. must admit that was so harsh, wasn't it? When she got uh, the Dr. White to memory, that's so harsh, that scene. <laughs> it, yeah. Not so, a bad price, though. So it's twenty four ninety nine pre-order price for CD and ninety ninety nine for download. That's a, I know that's pretty standard for Big Finish, but they have been, some of their sets have been creeping up around the 35 mark. So at least it's a fairly decent price, which is good. Yeah. 
No, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, so episode one is called Out of This World. Number two is called Spinvasion. Number three, The Sorcerer of Albion. And number four, The Chiswick Cuckoos. So nice and quirky. Exactly what you'd expect from a, a Donna Noble uh, story. And when did we say? May. May 2020 at the moment. So May 2020. And Rose just got a... Uh, has that come out yet? Rose is getting her own box set as well, isn't she? So that's quite cool that they're getting these little standalone sets. Can't yes. remember if that's come out yet or coming out. I think uh, it's not. I don't think it's out yet, is it? No, I, don't, I think that's September, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Rose yeah. Tyler, The Dimension Canon. That was it. September. That's the one. Yeah. September. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that, oh, that'd be really cool because that's got Mark Benton in it. Come on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Clyde. Clyde. Clive. Clive. Not Clyde. Clyde's Sarah Dennedy. Clive. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. So you know that I've pre-ordered this one because Clive's yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Stole your idea, but there we are. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's going to do for merch. Some cool bits there, minus the SDCC exclusive stuff. Uh, moving on to our review. Uh, what have we got this week, bud? Yeah, so 10th Doctor, uh, two-parter this week. So Human Nature and Family of Blood. Martha, you trust me, don't you? Of course I do. Because it all depends on you. This watch is... It's Monday, November 10th, 1913. <laughs> Make quite a team. Don't we just? <laughs> quite an eye for the pretty girl. Because very soon, we will look so familiar. <laughs> in the sky. Help me! You extraordinary man. <laughs> Wake up! Completely human. Your friend or your lover. Your choice. I've seen him. He's like fire and ice and rage. He's like the night and the storm and the heart of the sun. He's ancient and forever. He burns at the center of time and he can see the turn of the universe. We are the family of blood. Attack! What exactly do you do for him? Ah! Run! Save us. I am not the doctor. Human nature and mm. the family of blood. Uh, again, I just want to put a shout out to those trailers to that YouTube channel that I can never pronounce, which is called <laughs> Veritesima, Veritesimus Trailers or something like that. Uh, mm. If you do a search for it, even if you get the spelling slightly wrong, it will come up anyway. So I say that all the time when I use their trailers, but they're very, very cool. So go and check those out. So Human Nature was the first part that was released at the end of May 20, uh, 2007. And then the Family of Blood, the second part, was out on the 2nd of June, 2007. Uh, they were written by Paul Cornell, uh, based on his novel, uh, Human Nature, and they were directed by Charles Palmer. And it stars David Tennant and Freema Ageman, uh, with a fairly decent supporting cast in these ones, I I think. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the story is the Doctor is being pursued by the family of blood. They want to extract they want to kill him and extract his time lord energy so that they can carry on surviving because they're they need that otherwise they 
they, they die eventually. And in order to disguise himself, uh, the Doctor and Martha land uh, in uh, a nice little village uh, in the year 1913. And the Doctor essentially uh, extracts all of his Time Lord self and places it into a little fob watch and he himself turns human and takes on the name of John Smith. He gets the job at a school uh, as a teacher and Martha is there to kind of look out for him uh, and um, make sure nothing happens to him. Um, but obviously the plan doesn't go quite as expected and he ends up falling in love with one of the, uh, is it one of the nurses or one of the teachers? Is she a nurse or a teacher? I can't remember at the um, school. I've always thought she was a teacher, but then watching it again last night, I think she is a nurse, yeah. I th she's one or the other, isn't she? Yeah. So he falls <laughs> in love with her. Martha didn't expect this because the doctor hasn't briefed her on, look, if I fall in love as a human, you need to do this. So she completely doesn't know what's going on. The family end up there um, because the doctor, uh, one of the students at the doctor's school is a very um, uh, kind of... Uh, I don't know whether to call him like psychic or he's got some kind of power, but he essentially is drawn to the doctor's time Lord power from the watch. He opens it. The family know that the time Lord is there. They pursue, they attack a load of people. They take over their bodies. And then it all comes to a sort of culmination where the doctor has to decide whether he wants to sacrifice himself, turn back into the doctor and face them or whether he hides away and follows his heart as a human uh, with his new love. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Joan Redfern. Mm. Old Joan. <laughs> nurse Joan. Nurse Joan. I think, I can't remember if she's a nurse or not. It's bugging me now. I'll find out. But She is. I've just looked in the synopsis. She is. <laughs> oh, cool. Good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there we go. That's the two-parter blurb-ish, if I remember that correctly. And mm. yeah, so this two-parter, we've, we've, we've wanted to do this for ages. Give us, mm. give us your, your overview on this one, dude. So I, I I think this is a fantastic two-parter. Um, I've always really enjoyed this one. I, I loved it on first watch when it back. I can't believe it's 2007. I just can't believe it's, it's that long ago. Um, I did wonder, uh, I've watched it a few times over the years, but not, not recently, I wouldn't say. And I did wonder if it would stand up. You know, sometimes when you love a story and then, especially when you're watching it for review, because you sort of watch it for a critical eye rather than just something you enjoy. Um, I did wonder if it would stand up as well as I remembered um, or if it would sort of feel a bit dated now. Uh, but I think it stands up incredibly well. I, th I think the production is great. Uh, the cast are great. The music is is great. It, it, I, I was watching it, girls, and it really. I'm really pleased to say that it really stood up to how I remembered it. It didn't. There wasn't any bit in it. I thought, oh yeah, that wasn't as good, or you know, I, I think it's an absolutely cracking two part. And I, I love the fact it was a originally a Seventh Doctor and Bernice Summerfield book. Um, because I was sort of was imagining if it was McCoy's doctor in it, I was thinking, oh, what if they'd done this back in the day? Like, I think McCoy would have been awesome in it because he, you know, he was this way, I assume, would have been nearer his sort of end mm -hmm. of his run when he's more manipulative. And I, I can just imagine him in it. But I think Tennant's phenomenal in it. It's such a good idea as well, such a clever concept and a really sort of easy to follow concept as well. Um, if I have one minor criticism, and it's something that it's something that bugged me then when it first was on and it still bugs me now is I don't 
I do find after such a quality all the way through this, I do find it annoys me the conclusion where the doctor does the clumsy pressing of the buttons and then the spaceship blows up. It, it, the story wraps up too quickly and, um, and it's a silly thing. Like, like they wouldn't know, you know, they just, it's, it's almost like a Clark Kent moment for me of him sort of pretending to be clumsy and stupid, but he's somehow managed to press all the right buttons to make the ship explode. Uh, it's always bugged me as a resolution to the story. It's my only negative, really. Um, and it did. It bugged me again watching it last night. I'm just like, it's, it's just a bit too silly and convenient, you know. But that's a real minor uh, bugbear that I have about this two-parter. I, I absolutely love it. I, th- I think the cast are absolutely f- fantastic in it. Um, yeah, I just love it, mate. I really do think it's a great two-parter. What about you? Yes, I I agree. I echo your thoughts. Ooh, I think this phew. was. Uh, I do think this is one of the the best, um, one of the best stories to come out of series three for sure. It's yeah. um, yeah. It's it's got all the good ingredients really that that make it a, a great watch and and absolutely one that you want to watch together as well. There are some stories where you can watch part one, and you think, oh, it's cool. I'll, I'll leave part two for for later or tomorrow. But this one, it really makes you. you you almost feel ob- obliged to to watch part two because it, it's such a great story and you really want to see what happens. It's a great character piece more than anything. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's... um. But mind you, having said that, it does have... Like I mean, like I said, all, all the ingredients are there. So it has all of the the cool sort of Time Lordy tech stuff with the... um, What's it called? The Chameleon Arch that enables, yeah. you know, the biology change and stuff like that, which we see later on in Utopia, don't we, with the... The That's other, right. the master, yeah. The master. Um, so that all that stuff's there, and we've got the flash. But uh, sorry, the the forward vision to uh, the young lad. What's his name? Um, what Tom Thomas? Uh, is it Tom um, or Tim? Is it Tim Latimer? You know, the young oh. lad who's like the psychic sort of guy, the little lad that can see. Oh into yeah, the his future. real name's Thomas. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's Tim, isn't it? Tim, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he can see that he's gonna or his friend. Uh, well, say his friend, the, his, the school bully who he gets assigned with in the war mm. gets killed, but then he managed to avert, he, he averts that. So, and then you've got Martha who's uh, going through the motions as, you know, trying to really hard. You can tell that she's trying really hard to just keep the doctor on a straight path while they get through this. And then they, she can wake him up and, and do the off, but then the watch gets taken. And then, you know, and then you've got those awesome characters who are played by some great actors from the family Uh, they're really cool Uh, and then you've got just Tennant who is completely completely on fire but not Mm. as the doctor and then even when he is the doctor at the end he's just brilliant like that bit at the end we'll come on to but it's just so good so uh, and then uh, also a really good performance from Jessica Hines as well as Joan she's very very good brilliant so you know it's got all like the sci-fi bits in there like all the weapons like all the sonic weapons that the family uses Mm. and the possessed scarecrows they have a really cool look to them brilliant yeah so i think everybody involved like paul cornell just just wrote a brilliant script great character piece the production is great all the weapons and the sci-fi stuff the scarecrows and then the conclusion albeit a little bit quick as you said it's Mm. still very very it's just a great watch all the ingredients are there 
Um, oh, it's certainly yeah. a brilliant watch, mate. And um, I love all the detail in it. Like like you said, the fob watch idea is such a, a great idea to have it all, you know, all his memories and that encased in that. And he just needs to open it. to. It, it's such a great idea. Um, the journalism of impossible things as well. I remember the first time I saw that, just thinking that is absolutely awesome because you he just flicks through so you only get a glimpse of what's in that book but you see like all the other doctors in there so it you know just brings that into it you you get a picture of rose the tardis you know it's it's it all the way the story comes together as well because there's the bit when they've got the the family capture the tardis don't they and they're saying to the doctor come on come on stop pretending you don't know who you are and he doesn't recognize it but then joan says but that was in your book you do recognize it and you start to then think is the doctor really you know does he know who he is is he just does he just not want to change back because yeah she's pointed out to him that he should recognize that box because he's drawn it so there's so much going on in it Uh, and and the way all the strands come together throughout the whole story is so brilliantly written um and as i said watching it again last night it still packs such an emotional punch as well. It was, there were bits in it that really, really, really touched, you know, my, my heart. There was, it's just, it's so, and again, this, you know, I'm not criticizing Lucius and stuff, but it did sort of hammer home the message of war and kids being used to kill. And that scene when they're shooting the scarecrows and the doctors just stood there with a gun and he literally sort of almost can't move. Can he, he can't bring himself to mm-hmm. fire that gun, yeah. but the kids are being forced to, you know, kids war it's all in there the remembrance scene at the end for me it packs such an emotional punch not to mention the fact the doctor being forced to give up his what could be fantastic life you get that you know he gets to see what would happen if he didn't change back you know married kids it looks so idyllic and you sort of he has to give that up there is so much emotion Mm -hmm. in this two-parter but it's done so well it didn't feel forced it didn't feel cheesy it really does hit home for me i I just yeah i honestly just was amazed i knew i liked it but when i finished watching this last night i was amazed how great Mm -hmm. i really thought it was Yes, yeah. yeah. We're yeah, obviously this is such a great two part in my opinion. Yeah, we're obviously fans of this one, and we've also got that hilarious scene as well where the doctor throws the cricket ball that yes. saves the the baby and stuff. It's um, yeah. Uh, and I like to think that's a little throwback to the fifth doctor. I don't, I don't know if it is, but I just like to think that cricket thing's just a little throwback to the. again tying him into being the same person. Just those little sort of strands, just tying it into the classic series without being too forced you know what i mean yeah so it's like it's there if you know but if you don't then it's just yeah yeah so for to doomsday is that what you mean when he throws it at the the control switch is that what you mean oh actually i was thinking well yeah i just meant in general but actually that's a good no it's a good point yeah yeah that sort of thing you Mm. know all black orchid when he's playing yeah just just yeah just anything to do with cricket ball really makes you think of the fifth doctor but um but yeah there's humor in it as well isn't there like you said there's really nice moments in it it's not even the bits that are emotional you know that there's light you know light and dark in the whole story is you know it's a it's a, just a great watch yeah yeah no, i agree mate yeah it's great stuff let's uh, dig into some details mm. uh what did you think to the um the because i'm not going to say that the, the story diverges off into two bits because it doesn't really but no. we, we do have um we do have uh, a bulk of the story that revolves around 
uh, John Smith, not the Doctor, but John Smith, mm. and he's he's obviously fallen for for Joan. Joan. Yep, and but we've also got Martha, who's uh, who's playing like the, the servant or the maid mm. of the school. So we have all of that going on, and uh, so like the socially acceptable behaviour of a maid or a or, or or a cook or a servant, whatever, back then dictates that she shouldn't be spoken to unless you know she shouldn't speak up unless she's been spoken to and mm. but because of uh the way that martha is she's quite forceful and she yeah. yells at the doctor a couple of times and she slaps him at one point as that was really funny yeah. and like, it, i'm gonna snap you out of this yeah. <laughs> yes they can't believe it you know who do you think she is so you've got mm. that thread running through the majority of it until obviously the family arrive and she manages to escape and stuff but then you've also got this other part of the story which you touched on earlier about uh, sort of younger kids being used to fight mm. and stuff like that, because at this school uh, they are being trained to use uh, rifles and machine guns and so on. So you have this story where you've got the, the the young lad Tim, who's like the little runt of the the class. Like all the other lads are quite big and and powerful, and then you have those that story. And it kind of comes together at the end, I suppose. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah. So what did you think to like those two? Because they, they do, they are significant uh, throughout the story, and they kind of intertwine around the family when yeah. when they arrive. So um, yeah. But what's what? Just before you you answer that, I, I did like the fact that, and as you said, there's a lot going on, but you never feel lost. You never feel like. No, I, I have no idea what's going on here and what are they doing there and that sort of thing. But so did you think like the story narrative sort of went through pretty easily? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's it's funny because when you really break it down, there is an awful lot going on, you know? Um, but no, it's so well written that you, it's so easy to follow as well. There's at no point in this story where I think, what, what was that about or what happened there or no. And it's incredible actually, when you do think about all the stuff that's in there, um, but no, I think the, the narrative is is really clearly written. It's it's really well written, um, and I I think it's a great story for Martha. I think it's a really good story for her because I know a lot of people might get a bit bugged by the fact that she's she does fall after the Doctor a little bit, doesn't she? She's in, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a few scenes where she's like, oh, he doesn't look at me, and oh, I, he doesn't know how much I love him, and all that stuff. So there's a little bit of that Rose thing of in there, which I know will annoy some people. But I don't think I don't think it's too bad. I only, it honestly doesn't bug me in this story at all because I think that she really cares. I think in in terms of the situation that's going on, I think it works. I don't think it's too lovey dovey sort of oh shut up get on with it sort of thing. You know, I think it does work in the context of the story if you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah. I think if you put yourself in Martha's shoes, she's traveling with the doctor. She's got a bit of a thing for him. He doesn't sort of notice or he doesn't want to notice. Also, she's then been handed this sort of responsibility and you almost feel a bit sorry for her at the end when the doctor's, he's really cross with her, isn't he? He's like, Mm. you know, like, what is your purpose? Like, what is the point of you sort of thing? And, but yeah, so I think it's a really good story for Martha as well. I, I love the scene, the first scene when she goes to the barn and she goes into the TARDIS and she's watching the sort of instructions that the doctor's left her and, uh, you know, I, I just think it's a great scene, and I just think she's brilliant throughout the whole thing. I really do like Martha in this story. She's yeah. strong, yeah. She's really strong, yeah, and I and she's clever as well because you know she's there's that scene when 
is it mother of mine when she first gets taken over Mm -hmm. that woman Mm -hmm. who's been you know martha's friend isn't she yeah but martha straight away picks up something a bit odd about her that she's like what's and so she says like shall i put some gravy in the tea or something and she's like oh that would be nice and so she straight away picks up on it she's a she's a clever well-written well-rounded character i think especially in this story so yeah, I, I just thought it was a good one for her as well. I mean, I think both of them really get to shine in this. David Tennant, you know, great. He Watching it again last night surprised me how he does play John Smith quite different. And in my mind, I w- didn't really pick up on that so much until I watched it again last night. He It's not just the accent. He does actually feel like a different character. When he stands in the doorway at the end as the Doctor, he is different. Mm-hmm. And I really, really noticed that last night. Um, you know, in terms of the way he's playing the character. Yeah, I th- for me... So it's that, a good one for both of them, I think. A- yeah, definitely. I think for me, that's the... Um, that was one of the highlights of the entire story for me, is watching David Tennant play John Smith throughout, well, 90% of the of the story. Mm. And he's a very... I mean, th- this is why he's such a good actor, because he could have played the entire series as John Smith... He could have really just put himself in that that character, and he's he, it's like you said, it's not just the way he talks, but it's his mannerisms and the way he walks and stands and the way he interacts with people. He's completely different, and mm. like you said, just that pose, just when he's standing in the doorway, uh, just it, I don't know, just the way he carries himself is completely different, and it's yeah. that real switch as well. Where when he was John Smith, he's got a real caring real lovable kind of nature about him so Mm. when he's interacting with joan the two of them you can tell they're in love it's plain to see but the way he is with her is very soft and caring and you know would never do anything even in words to to kind of upset her but then when he's the doctor and she says something like i can't remember exactly what she says but like did um she she would those children have died if you hadn't come that bit uh, I think, well, I think it was more about their relationship. I think oh. she said something, she says something like, you know, was it, was it ever you inside there or, or you know, oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And just the way he reacts to like real kind of cold, steel mm. face is like, no, you know, he, he's just like very blunt and to the point, like the complete opposite to how John Smith was as he, I'm yeah. oh, sorry, as he played John Smith. So that was a highlight for me. And that last bit where, I don't know, he just turns on the doctor like at a, drop mm. of a hat he's back into it and uh and that ending's really nice as well actually you know when they go to the 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 um the poppy you know when they go to the memorial day thing at the end and they see yeah. little, little tim as like an old age pensioner and, and he's still got the watch he's still got the watch and he recognizes yeah. them doesn't he from afar yeah. and and they've got their poppies on it's a lovely lovely ending Really I, nice. I absolutely adore that ending i think it's i think it's so beautiful and it just brings everything full circle I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, but just going back to Tennant for a second there, mate, I, I, I do have to agree a hundred percent. It's, um, I just never noticed before really quite how different he does play it. It is, is a testament to him as an actor. He really does. And it's, it's not any major, it's subtleness in this performance, but it is definitely different. Um, like you said, that cold steel look when she says to him, you know, so you picked this place on a whim. Um, but if you hadn't, you know, would these people have died, you know, and he, he, 
I don't think he answers, does he? But it's all there at his face, isn't it? It's it is, like yeah. it's yeah. it's the you know it's the dark side of the Doctor that that he brings, and um, it's so contrast to the sort of happy, polite John Smith that's taking her to the dance, and uh, oh, what a devil, and all that sort of stuff. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant. It is a very, it's a very nice subtle change, but it's enough mm-hmm. to to really show the difference between the two characters. Yeah. So, yeah. what did you think to the the family then, as as a, a villain or a monster within who? Do you think they those guys were good? Yeah, I did. I thought they were really good, actually. And it's um, it's a great idea to have these scarecrows as their sort of um puppets as well, because mm-hmm. they're really creepy, and I think they work perfectly in this story. But yeah, no, I think the family of blood um are a great. It's a great idea that they've got this limited life cycle so they're chasing the doctor to get you know to to save themselves well, it's such a good idea i think um but uh who's so jeremy baines i suppose is the first one to sort of step up in the so harry lloyd um he's sort of a bit of a he's a bit i wouldn't say he's a nasty piece of work but he's a he's a bit of a scallywag anyway but when he turns evil as um is it son of mine or is he def- yeah son of mine son of i guess mine. yeah yeah i think he again he manages to switch characters quite well um that bit where he's like shut up stand up desist or whatever he says he says it really quick and it's like oh my he's gone mad um <laughs> but it's good it's not like pantomime or over the top it really you just look at him and think god he's a bit he's gone a bit deranged um so i, I think he gives a good performance as well i find him quite creepy as bane stroke son of mine um i've got to give a special mention to sister of mine as well the girl with the balloon mm-hmm. Because she's quite a young actress, but blimmin' X, she's great. She's, re- again, really creepy, isn't she? She's very um, creepy, like a Stephen King vibe to her. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, with the red balloon. I think there's a bit... Does she kill the headmaster? Is that, am I remembering that right? Yeah, she she shoots him. Yeah, shoots him. Yeah, I was going to say, I remembered noting that there was a bit towards the end where she gives a great performance. She's so creepy, um, a sister of mine. So to be honest with you, that whole cast as well, um, the dad, the guy with the moustache, I don't know what his name was, the father of mine, I guess. Uh, um, that whole ensemble just worked really well. They're really creepy when they're just plodding down the road with these scarecrows as well. It, it, it's great stuff. It really is, yeah. creepy. Yeah, when they burst in the, the cliffhanger to episode one, is brilliant mm-hmm. you know they just burst in the hall they completely cause carnage it's a it's a great cliffhanger and they really build the suspense i think that that assembled cast yeah and i think it's really cool that in a way we didn't see any crazy makeup or suits for aliens or anything the, the fact no. that they inhabit these other human characters and then bring them together makes it more even more creepy because yeah. you've got these characters that you wouldn't necessarily see band together like the little girl and the the, the Martha's friend and the schoolboy mm. you know they're all very different you wouldn't imagine them sort of coming together but they do because they speak telepathically and they all sort of linked in some way it's like it's a great invention really mm. really cool as, as as aliens in who and like you said, I agree. The performances are very good. Um, uh, Harry Lloyd. I'm pretty sure he went on to play uh, something in Game of Thrones. He was. Did he? Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, what's her name? Who's the one of the main characters? The Queen of Dragons. The main woman. What's her name? I don't watch it. Uh, whatever <laughs> her name is. Um, he played her brother. He was in like the first few episodes of season one. I think he pops up again later on, but. Yeah, yeah, so he's done fairly well for himself. He went on to play that, but he's got his performances particularly 
quirky in a way. Mm. Like he has this kind of weird uh, facial expression where sort of half his face is smiling yeah. uh, and his eyebrows up. And you can, it's great that he didn't just, because the other people from the, the family, the other characters, they're not playing them that way. They're just playing them as if, you know, uh, their human characters would, would say things and stuff. But he took it to another level because uh, throughout the first uh, story, the first episode, uh, his character, uh, Jeremy Baines, the the, the, the the high school kid, he doesn't talk like that or look like that when he's in human form. Mm. But when he's taken over by Son of Mine, he's just, yeah, you can see the actor's just gone nuts with it. And the director's like, yeah, yeah. keep doing it. Just whatever you're doing, it, it looks cool. Keep doing it. So definitely. He, he's yeah. definitely grabbed the part, hasn't he, and gone with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what did you think to little Timmy then? Because he plays a significant role. He's he's not the same as the other kids. You can tell he's different. He's. Mm. I, I still can't. I, I read it somewhere ages ago about his his power. They 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 call it something. I think it's. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is, but um, it's like psychic power or some kind of. I don't know. Extra sensory perception. Perce- yeah, though, well, yeah. That, that <laughs> could be. Could I've be just it. seen that on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I haven't, right. ju- I haven't just plucked that out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he's I'll cool, you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Thomas Sangster as Tim is perfect casting. Absolutely perfect. So I always think of him as the kid in Love Actually. Um, oh, yeah. I always yeah. remember him Sam, from that. Yeah. But he, he's he's great because he he's sort of got this strange little look. He does look like a little runt <laughs> to be without being cruel. He just fits that role perfectly because he's just got that look but what a great little actor what an absolutely brilliant actor he is and i think he's one of these people he's older than he looks because he looks about 16 80 he looks quite young doesn't he and he's actually like um i think he's like 25 30 in fact he's probably let me have a look he's actually 29 now so he's probably he was probably like 20 something then but he he's such a great little actor i think um he plays the part perfectly um there is a scene i particularly loved when he's talking to the doctor at the end and he says something like i can't remember the doctor asked you a question and he says something like no 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 because i've seen i've seen what you are the doctor is the fire he is the you know the ice the whatever it is fire and the fury and of the time lord and i thought he just delivers that scene it's a great line isn't it so well yeah well i wish i'd written it down because i can't remember what he says he's the fire and the he's the fire and the ice and the the and something about the fury of the time lord i've seen Mm -hmm. the fury of the time lord he says doesn't he or something Mm -hmm. he just sums up tenant's doctor perfectly (laughs) you know the light and the dark that we get to see through his doctor throughout his era um but just the way that he delivers that performance and everything else, to be honest. I just thought he was such good casting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the scene at the end in the war on the battlefield, all of that stuff, the nice little bit at the end with the doctor, when the doctor gives in the watch, they have a little fun exchange between the two. Honestly, he's bang on such a great little performance from him. I thought he really stood out. Well, actually, to be fair, they all, (laughs) they don't all stand out because that doesn't make sense, but they are such a good cast in this. They all gel really well, I think. Yeah, and I think um, it's a lovely little scene as well. I like the fact that they didn't reschedule the shooting of that, the the scene where the TARDIS is up on the hill. And And it's absolutely peeing down. It's peeing down, yeah. So they didn't reschedule, they just did it in the rain. And uh, the Doctor says to him, you're going to love this bit, and gives him a little wink. It's brilliant. And then the, the, the TARDIS dematerializes. And yeah, it's just great and little you, bits you, like that. 
you'd probably think that was the end of the episode, wouldn't it? But then no, it cuts to the 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 war land, you know, the war and him, you know, Tim in the war. And then you're like, oh yeah, so we we're doing this bit now. And then to follow that up with the memorial scene at the end, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's really it's just one great, it's like three great endings to the mm-hmm. episode, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lovely little touch as well when the doctor tells Joan that his parents were Sydney and Verity. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I yeah. thought I'd forget, and and yeah. I nearly did. That is a lovely touch. I again, just what a nice little moment for any sort of classic Who fans. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Paul Cornell just completely smashed this he script did. and story. Like, absolutely yeah. nailed it all. It's so it's many sh- good things in there. It's a shame he hasn't come back to do any more. I know he's, I know he sort of feels he's sort of done his Doctor Who stint, and I think he sort of wanted to move away from it um, a little bit. Uh, so, I just, yeah, it's just so strong. Um, it would have been nice if it done some more. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. He's got a bit of a, a Russell T Davis train of thought on it i think mm. russell's the same as he feels like he's he's been there and done it and I, yeah. ma- I imagine both of them have been asked to come back on several occasions i think in fact we know that russell's been asked but loads of times yeah but he's like no i've done i've done all that but mm. yeah uh right is there anything we want to mention before we get on to some scores uh just that i mean i have said how good the cast were but i think jessica hines deserves a special mention um she's absolutely perfect her, her the chemistry between her and david tennant on screen is excellent mm-hmm. absolutely excellent yeah. and she really plays the part of when this was set if you if that makes sense you yes. know what i mean she's yep. you know she's there is this relationship between two of them but it's it's very much of that time you know the politeness going to tea dances the way they interact with each other is very much of that early yeah. <laughs> 1930s. you know there's no sort of there's a kiss but there's none of this you know None of this modern day behind the bike sheds type stuff is there. It's all no, very it's all proper. It's all, yeah. yeah, it's all prop, prim and proper. And she plays that incredibly well. Um, she's, yeah, again, really excellent casting for that part. Um, she's very strong as well. The scene mm-hmm. at the end where she sort of pulls the doctor up on what's happened because he's arrived there and all that, you know, she's, yeah, superb performance from Jessica Hines in this. Yeah, no, I agree. She's very cool. And, um, it's really, really lovely as well that they they obviously knew that her character was uh, sort of went down well with fans because it, uh, she actually plays Joan's granddaughter, I think, in the end That's of right. time part two. So yes. when when Tennant's going off to do his little goodbye, when he says goodbye to some of the key people that he's interacted with, mm. he sees uh, she plays her granddaughter, doesn't she? And at the end, she yeah, she knows right, yeah. immediately that who he is. And then yeah. she's like, "What she have?" Oh, it's so sad. <sighs> anyway, um, but before we get to the end, actually, there is that something. Yeah, I must. I'm glad I didn't forget this because um, I wanted to ask you something. So, just quickly before I move on to this, firstly, I think Murray's music is excellent in this one. Murray mm-hmm. Gold, superb score. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you the the punishments the Doctor dishes out at the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant, but very dark. Not the Even, Doctor, really. Even for the tenth Doctor, they are very harsh punishments. And I just wondered how you felt about that because watching it again last night, I was like, "Wow, that's almost like Valiard territory. That's yeah. really yeah. dark stuff." You know, trapping someone in a mirror, putting poor old Baines is a scarecrow forever, watching over. The, um, what's he do to the dad? Pushes him down. A- he, he he puts him inside. Uh, 
Uh, what is it? Yeah. Um, it sort of drops him down. It looks like an elevator shaft, but it's not like a chains yeah. him up, doesn't it? Internal chains. Internal chains. That's it. Yeah. And and what happens to mother of mine? She, She's he drops her at a, a, a collapsing star, like event horizon yeah. of a collapsing star. Yeah. I mean, these are you know, uh, but the one the, the girl the the girl with the balloon trapped in the mirror, I think is is absolutely brilliant i mean he says you know if ever you look in the mirror and you think you've seen someone that's her how dark yeah, yeah. awesome is that because we all do that don't we we look in the mirror it's it yeah it, it's such a good that trapped in the mirror thing it's just creepy. genius yeah it's creepy um, as hell but very dark even for the tabletop so i just want to know what are your thoughts on that is it uh, is that a little out of because it does you know i'm sure there are people that have deserved that that the doctor's met that he doesn't go anywhere near dishing out that level of punishment to them but do you think it's a bit over the top or do you, do you love it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of flip between having two minds about it, to be honest, to be honest with you. I think it's, um, I think that we just have these little little events every now and then that just remind us that sometimes the Doctor can be ruthless and he will mm. sort of inflict, you know, real harsh punishment. I think the other time that I felt it wasn't really the Doctor was in, Oh, crikey. What was that Matt Smith episode? And David Bradley the, played like a the dinosaur one. Uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship. And he lets yeah. him go. He lets him. Essentially, he lets him go to his death at the end. Mm. So yeah. the doctor is essentially killing the guy. And it's yeah. a similar vibe here, isn't it? And we've had it a couple of times elsewhere. But yeah, I kind of flip between it. In a way, it's great. It's cool because it reminds us, you know, you don't beat Mess. with the doctor. You know, if, yeah. you, if you do that, then. But on the other hand, they do reinforce like the the doctor never uses guns. He never kills people. He's you know never. What was it? The Capaldi went through a phase of being a bit preachy about it and a bit like yeah. never cowardly, never something else. And yeah, so I kind of go between really, but I think it's cool. Don't be wrong. I think the punishments themselves are, are awesome and and it, and it's cool. But from the doctor's standpoint, I don't know. I, I, I love it, but I think the thing is it, it feels slightly harsh because um, although what the family blood have done is bad, I'm thinking, oh, did they deserve that? Do you know what I mean? There are, there, are, there are baddies that the Doctor's come up against, you know, in previous stories or even stories after this where you think they deserved it, like they really deserved it. But I'm thinking, I don't know, did the family of blood really deserve that harsh punishment? Like it feels a little harsh for what they did, but I do right. love it. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I do think it's great. <laughs> yeah, and I think because of the nature of what they are, you know, they do... Yeah, they've yeah. got to be put away forever. Yeah, they've got to be isolated like, in, yeah. in, in, yeah. in a way. So it's, I, it's I clever, see. but it's dark. Yeah, It's real dark, yeah. 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 But it's good. Yes. Uh, right, scores then. I think it's you to go first, buddy, I think. Yeah, um, for once yeah. I'm happy to go first because sometimes I'm a little conflicted with my score and I wait to see what you did and like, mm, this one is a, a 9 out of 10 for me. It, it's nearly a 10. It's nearly, yeah, it's, I'm only really, it's just the conclusion. I just find the bit where the Doctor fumbles on the spaceships, which is a bit too quickly to wrap it up and it just seems a bit too convenient. Um, But, I love it. I think uh, it's a great, yeah, great two-par. Nine out of ten. Yeah, nice one, buddy. Uh, I am going to go with a four point. No, no. I'm going to go <laughs> in with, uh, with a nine as well. Yeah, so I, I've got a nine written down here as well. 
um, in, a, in a very similar vein to, to what you were saying. It, it's almost perfect, isn't it? It's almost a 10, mm. but there are just a few little, little, little niggly bits like the ending, like you said. Um, I'm uh, almost wondering if I should have gone to 9.5, but it's, it's just, I don't know. Nine out of 10 just sounds about right for it. It's just so good. Um, yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it's a couple of little bits, but yeah. 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 Really, really good. Like recommended like anyone that's not seen who before Mm-mm. and wants to watch a real cracking David Tennant story. And you want to, that's a good one actually. Cause if you want to savor some of the amazing stuff he does as the doctor, you can suggest this one because he's only the doctor at the end. So he get, sort yeah. of dangles the carrot for more David Tennant afterwards. So that's true. Yeah. yeah some good scores, dude. Uh, right. Yo, our listeners uh, also sent in some reviews. Let's kick off with uh, Sammy Satine. G'day, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, human nature and the family of blood. You know that bit where John Smith throws the cricket ball and saves the baby from being squashed by a piano? I've been to that location. St. Fagin's Museum of Welsh Life. Well worth a visit. Anyway, it's a brilliant two-parter. I find it interesting that John Smith says he learned to draw in a place called Gallifrey. Joan assumes it's Irish. It makes me wonder if the Time Lords had art classes at the Academy. Also, nice reference to Sidney Newman and Verity Lambert, John Smith's parents, Sidney and Verity. I must read the Seventh Doctor novel this story is based on. Oh, and I didn't know this before, but the ode at the end at the service, it's recited from the same place in the text. My late grandfather wanted it recited at all his RSL events. I give it ten Time Lord watches out of ten. See ya. Thank you very much, Sammy. Um, that's, a good, that's amazing she's been to that location all the, all the way from Oz to that location because I was thinking the whole time I was like, you know, I was thinking I'd like to go to that location that's awesome you've been there Sammy that is very cool yes uh, a decent score as well from Sammy uh, let's continue uh, let's do Luke Malloy Hello, Gary and Adam. It's Luke from the Doctor Who Discussion Podcast here. And thank God you've picked this belt of a story. This is a masterfully crafted two episodes. The Family of Blood are brilliant villains, especially Baines. But they've all got the nice little touches and brilliant lines throughout. The cliffhanger is brilliant. The bit with the cricket ball is brilliant. The whole story with John Smith is brilliant. And David Tennant gives his best performance of his tenure so far, even if most of it is as John Smith. Um, This is such a good episode for him. And that moment when he changes from human to time lord without anybody realising is, ah, it's just so good. How good is it? Um, But it's quite interesting, the chameleon arch as a... As a concept, I'd be interested to see if you could, if the Doctor could change into a Slovene or a Nime and use the Chameleon Arch, but that is something purely for fan fiction. Um, this is definitely a 10 out of 10. What an episode. This is the episode. Um, oh, and I also hope that I see you at Comic Con. Um, thanks again. 10 out of oh, 10. Nice one. Yeah, yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yes, well, you'll definitely see Adam there anyway. I might... Nah, you'll definitely see yeah. Adam. Yeah, I got a feeling sure. you'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, uh, some great stuff there, uh, Luke. Um, yes, and we'll have to check out your podcast. You did send me a link, uh, so I'll, I'll jump on that. I haven't had a chance to listen to any podcast at all, so not just yours, but um, yes, we will check that out. So, yeah, definitely, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, sure of you. Uh, we've got a first-time audio reviewer oh i love it when we get a newbie yes who's this then this is blair donnelly 
Hello, Gary and Adam. Blair from Ontario, Canada. I found your podcast about a year ago, and it is these two episodes that inspired me to send in my first audio post. This episode is outstanding. I love the idea of using the fob watch to hide in the past from your enemies, the backdrop of pre-World War I and knowing what's to come, the characters inhabited by the family, the eerie scarecrows, and Timothy's link to the fob watch all add for an exciting, well-paced two-parter. I really like Martha in this episode. It's great to see her looking out for the doctor, despite her treatment by him and the school staff. Remember, the Remembrance Day scene at the end of the episode is very touching and a nice tribute to all those that fought in the wars. Brought a tear to my eye. I know Martha and Series 3 can get a lot of flack at times, but this season has some amazing episodes. I remember watching this back in the day, one week at a time. As Blink follows this two-parter, it was an amazing three weeks of television. There is so much more to say about these episodes, but I know I must keep my thoughts to under a minute. A definite 10 out of 10 Flanders Field poppies. Another 10. Another 10. Thank you, Blair. He's been listening for a year. He's what we call a lurker, isn't he? So he's been a lurking, lurker. waiting to send that in. We love a lurker. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so very much, Blair. And welcome aboard the TARDIS. Hopefully you'll send in some more audio clips. And I will be in Ontario. I'll be in Toronto in October. So I um, might bump into you for a, a cheeky, geeky TARDIS coffee. Hey. And from new timers to old timers. Welcome back, Alex Kingdom. Hey. Hello, Gary. I'm at the Big Mood Box podcast. How are you both doing? It's been a while. Sorry, I've been busy. Uh, I've got a job now um, and I celebrate my 18th birthday and the college and stuff and getting prepared for university. That's happening. There's my life update for you. This is a fun fact for me. This is this is the first uh, ten two part that I like. So I really enjoy this episode. Uh, I'm going to go into the only negative I have, though, rather than going to the positive because I know we're, we're quite you know close for time here so uh, i'm gonna just go i don't like martha in this episode all that much i don't like her plot i guess her, her meat and usefulness of being there because it makes no sense she's the only thing that knows she's the only thing person that knows who the doctor is but uh also she, the, i feel like the doctor didn't really think about it i know it was a very close for time you know, issue with him having changed into john smith but I feel like he would have a very bigger contingency plan if John Smith didn't want to become the Doctor. I get there was the whole, he never thought he'd fall in love thing, but that doesn't work for me. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Doctor's all that stupid. I get that, that they write him in a way where him falling in love is a bit, it's a very weird thing for the Doctor, but I just think he's smart than that. I don't really like that storyline. But the rest of it is fantastic, especially that end bit where he's, uh, I guess, sentencing all the family of blood to... Um, I don't want to say death, but uh, continued pain, I will go with. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's great. But have a good rest of the show, guys, and have a good rest of your week. Uh, keep up the good work. Cheers, Alex. He's got a job now. Blimmin' jobs are getting away with everything. <laughs> I feel like we've we've watched Alex grow up over the past <laughs> His voice years. gets deeper every time yeah. he sends an audio review, doesn't it? Yeah, because Alex, when Alex was uh, years ago, when he was in in high school, uh, before we had more adult responsibilities, he used to send us in an audio re- review every week without fail and his squeaky yeah. little voice back then. And uh, <laughs> so uh, it's great to see him grow up and uh, going off to uni and having a job be, and stuff. So. He'll be married with three kids for the next time he gets one. Thank you so much, Alex. It's great to still have you listening to the show and sending in reviews and stuff. So thank you to all of our audio reviewers this week, Sammy, Luke, Blair and Alex, very much appreciated. Uh, let's scooch through a few on the socials over on Twitter. We had Jack at Hoovenier says, I am not a fan of the 10th Doctor, but I did enjoy this story. 
It was very different to what we expect, but I couldn't help compare it to the book with the seventh doctor, which I thought was better. Uh, I can only give it a 6.5, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Neil Brighter Moon, uh, an incredible bit of telly. I think this two-parter is likely tenant at his best. He's just incredible, helped greatly by such a good story and an equally talented cast. I need to watch this again soon. Ten scarecrows out of ten. Mm, good stuff. Our writer, Jordan Shortman. Uh, actually, we put a, one of his reviews out on the site this morning for Torchwood, uh, one of the Re- uh, Reese, Kyoin Reese, is it? Reese? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of his Torchwood stories. It's really, really cool. Uh, so check that out. But um, yeah, he says, I vividly remember this one live in 2007. I still think it's decent. Uh, I hadn't read the book uh, then, but I know, I now think it's a great adaptation. Jeremy Baines is terrifying and the Scarecrows are surprisingly sinister. Uh, this was grown up Doctor Who and it worked brilliantly. Mm. Uh, Rob Kelly says, this is a fantastic story from a fantastic series. Really enjoy it. Five stars. Uh, sorry, no, four. Oh. Four stars out of five, sorry. Oh. Uh, Charlotte Stinson. Hi, Charlotte. She says, I think it's a great two-parter. It goes well with it being two parts, as sometimes two-parters have unnecessary scenes to pad it out. Uh, mm. Freema and Tennant are excellent, although personally, Martha is, in general, can get a bit irritating when she always has eyes for the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Theta Sigma podcast. Ah. says a brilliant story excellently executed by all involved uh that said it's still uh, i'd still like to hear big finish do it as an audio with the seventh doctor for whom it was originally written for mm. Mm. Uh, and i've got just a couple more um edward Giluli says one of the very best episodes of new who i think being a two-parter helps it as it allows a story to build excellent support characters including jessica hines and fantastic villains a nine out of ten Mm-hmm. and lastly where is she i know she's here somewhere sarah the running hoovian ah. uh, says brilliant two-parter loved the concept and setting of this story and think it was very well delivered by all involved the scarecrows made for a creepy monster but not quite as creepy as bane's and those eyes mm. <laughs> a nine out of ten another nine out of ten good stuff yes. sarah and uh, we had a few over on facebook uh, rattle through these miles mckenzie a good solid story if a little overrated in my humble opinion uh, i really like martha in this one and was probably one of the best and unique narrative roles the companion has had in new who uh, tenant was amazing in this and managed to superbly portray two different people it gives it a seven jeff waddle don't love this as much as everyone else seems to mainly maybe because i'd read the book originally which is a wonderful story and although there are parts of it taken from the book the book is a much better story mm, i'd like to read the book actually yeah uh, i always wonder if uh, stories seem much better than they are surrounded by bang average at best ones that's not to say it's poor there are still good uh, enough bits um, to make it one of the best stories of the season. So seven out of ten. Fair enough. I think I've got the book, you know. I haven't read it yet. You've got it, have you? I'm just looking up on shelf. <laughs> I have, <laughs> yeah. Think... I've got the book. Oh. I can see it. I just haven't read it yet. I'll have to read this later. Because you, you love The Seventh Doctor as well. I just think it's the yeah. same as me. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I bet he's really good. I bet it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, oh, sorry, no, I've skipped one. Sorry, where are we? Chloe Anderson says, uh, such a good two-parter. It's so different from any other with the Doctor being human. It is a stretch to compare it to whatever happened to Sarah Jane when Maria could only remember who Sarah Jane was and that was she's the only one who could stop everything. Anyway, it was a really good mm. episode. Uh, Joseph Howarth, such a superb, uh, such a superb two-parter. One of the better stories from series three, which was otherwise a mixed series. But any, anyways, acting was brilliant 
and it really does tackle the consequences of making the Doctor human. He gives it a nine. Very good. Mm. Charlie Turner. Um, this two uh, podcast of mine, <laughs> this two-parter <laughs> is fantastic. Possibly the best in tenants run, uh, either this one or silence in a library forest of the dead. Mm. Uh, I can't decide right now. Maybe I'll watch them back to back when the time comes. I'll decide, uh, goes on to give it a 10 out of 10. Dean Jones, a terrific story, excellent performances, uh, great villains, brilliant set design, and some of Murray's best music goes on to give it a 9.5. Yeah. Good music. I agree. And lastly, Lawrence Baxter. I remember watching this back in 07 and being amazed. Watched it with low, uh, watched it loads since, and 12 years later, it is still brilliantly written, acted, produced, and scored episode. The mm. guest actors are superb, and David Tennant and Freeman's performances uh, make this feel like we're watching a golden age of Doctor Who. Yes. Um, nine scary scarecrows out of ten. Mm. So really high scores as expected, I would say. Yeah, yeah, all one. pretty high. Yes. Uh, so that was Human Nature and the Family of Blood. Next week, it will be Sarah Jane. Uh, so what have we got then, dude? Yeah, so next week, so this is an interesting title, The Mad Woman in the Attic, it's called. Mad bloody woman. Intriguing, intriguing. Mm. Yeah, so get your Sarah Jane Adventures DVDs out for that, to get them watched, mm. as we'll be asking for your reviews as always. And, dude, I think we'll stick a pin in it there for <laughs> two, three, eight. All righty. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with our show and listening to episode 238 it's been wonderful having you on board as always some quirky little news and merchy bits that we went through earlier not really floating our boat i'll be honest with you some of the san diego stuff but if it does float your boat then stick some pictures on instagram and twitter and stuff or check them out uh, if you are lucky enough to be there thank you so much for sending in your reviews and thoughts for our two-parter this week uh, really high scores it's a great one anyone that's not seen it maybe there are some of you that haven't then do certainly check it out it's a great story next week Sarah Jane Adventures The Mad Woman in the Attic mm. uh, until then make sure you subscribe to the show just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast on your podcast app of choice that you use um, and if you are uh, like the show like what you hear and you've got two minutes if you want to give us a review and a rating that would be amazing because that really helps us lots and lots uh, also head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our episodes on there plus there are buttons to link off to the various social bits uh, we're on twitter facebook and instagram just uh, like us on there and uh, we chat plenty of who and stuff during the week uh, check out my co-host channel over on youtube the geeks handbag yeah the geeks handbag go and give it a sub and a like Sub and watch and some of the vids <laughs> spend hours on them vids go and watch them <laughs> indeedy yes loads yeah. and loads of cool vids from adam over there yeah uh, a good way to to lose a few hours is the best mm. way to put that um and adam is also on all of the social networks yeah. under the same name so just do a search for the geeks handbag uh, until next week for episode 239 my name's gary my name's adam and remember hey. Hey.